With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison. And with me for this edition, I have Kieran. How are you doing, Kieran? Hello, I'm doing all right. Thanks. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad, sir. Uh, busy with launches. This was a rough one. I've been up since like seven o'clock this morning because of the alpha oh, launch, no. that, that, which wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> who, who in the world gets up at 7 a.m.? No, it's, 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 it's a terrible thing, clearly. You know, us F1 content creators, we're not used to these early mornings. And with me, who was with me for that launch as well, Hannah Atkinson. Hello, Hannah. Hello. I did not get up at seven, but I was during that screen. Stri- what a great start. I was doing that stream. Um, but yeah, well, it's been it was... such a long day. We can understand why oh, you're both struggling. Thanks for your sympathy. I really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, up early for the for the car launch. It was a good one. I, I agree. I think it was a pretty good one overall. We'll get into a little bit of that shortly. Um, in this episode of the podcast, we're just going to cover a couple of things. We're going to cover the Williams launch, first and foremost, the Alfa Romeo launch. A little bit of news to, to tackle as well over the next 20, 25 minutes or so. So hopefully you'll enjoy that. But before we get into the show itself, a little bit of general housekeeping. Um, yeah, just in case you didn't know already, head over to shop.wtf1.com for our latest promotion. We got Valentine's Day coming up just around the corner, just about a week away now. And you can get cards, mugs with some very fruity quotes on it, if I do say so myself, including the Gunther Steiner, you are my dreamboat, and my personal favourite, I'd let you touch my rear wing. I came <laughs> up with that one, that was mine. It I was It was Kieran's, it was and very, very good indeed, if I do say so myself, and yeah, if, if you want, you can check that out on shop.wtf1.com, and you can take 15% off your entire order with the code VALENTINE15, V-A-L-E-N-T-I-N-E-1-5. We had the Williams launch, I wanted to talk to Hannah first on this one because Hannah was actually down there at Grove in person. And how was it for you? Oh, it was such a, a really nice day. I had never been to the Williams Racing HQ in Grove before, but it's a really, really cool place. Um, I'm interested to know what you guys made of the livery because I I really liked it. I, I liked the livery that they had last year and it was, you know, it was similar to that one. I have to say, when they first when I first saw the Duracell battery portion of the delivery I thought it was a joke well no I knew it wasn't a joke but I thought you know I just thought it was quite funny and then the more I saw of it the nicer it got and the more I was like oh that's actually a really cool feature um and they had it in Miami last year although I did not know that until someone had commented saying you know they had it in Miami so uh, I didn't know that it was new to me um, but I thought it was really, really cool. But just the whole day in, in general was amazing. It was great to be alongside some other content creators as well um, and just doing lots of cool filming and also having a go on The Sims. They have a really cool esports lounge, mm. uh, which was really cool to experience. Every time I've gone on simulators, I've <laughs> gone away thinking I need a whole room in my house dedicated to a sim room. 
like I it just has to be and then I kind of lose that again and then I go on the sim again and I thought this is the best thing ever um so that was really fun but it was a great day overall what was it like watching the stream not as fun as that oh <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, it was after the pain the painstaking red bull launch and mm. I said this a lot during the stream just to reiterate I think credit is due when credit is due. That's how they say it, isn't it? <laughs> mm, um, but well, I think Williams did it perfectly. Show the, show the car very quickly. Your countdowns including some of your special features. And then genuinely interesting chats. I think Will Buxton did a very good job of that. Um, and just the car itself. Yeah, last year I liked the car. I think there's always going to be a little bit of disappointment when there's not too much change. But equally, when something looks really nice, why change it too much? And I, I do prefer it to last year's, I would say. Um, and yeah, the, the Duracell airflow is it's great. And it's, I've loved on the internet how people have been saying, oh, have you noticed this Duracell airflow? And then all the people commenting is like, how dare you not know they did that last year? How dare you? Um, being incredibly reasonable as usual. Um, but yeah, overall, as a launch event, I thought it was very, very strong. Yeah, I I can't disagree with Kieran on that one. I think that it was a it, it was smooth and to the point, and it focused on what I think the people that were going to be tuning in for care about most. They were they were on screen. They revealed the car in the first five minutes, and they got interviews with all of the drivers, including the academy guys. Extended time with Jamie Chadwick. We had uh, Connor Pinto. We we had O'Sullivan mentioned, and then of course we had a sit down with both. Uh, Alex Albon and Logan Sargent, and they got it all out of the way within half an hour. I think it was about 20, 25 minutes for the whole presentation. It was slick. It was well-produced. It cut to the chase. It didn't have anybody lose interest. They got the car out of the way early. That's how you do a car launch. Newsflash, gentlemen. Valentine's Day is almost here, and by the grace of Cupid, our friends at Manscaped are coming with the best tools to get your boys downstairs ready for the special occasion. The Platinum Package from Manscaped is the all-encompassing package that every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The headliner in this package is the Lawn Mower 4.0. The trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate parts. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Did I mention it's waterproof too? This package also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer to whack all of the worst of your weeds. And Manscaped even threw in two free gifts, their shed travel bag and their anti-chafing boxer briefs to keep your boys stored comfortably. No platinum package is complete without the ultimate hygiene bundle to get you fresh from head to toe. This bundle includes Manscaped's premium body wash, two-in-one shampoo, body and ball deodorant, and much more. Ready to buy? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code WTF1 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code WTF1. Join Cupid and shoot your arrow with Manscaped this Valentine's Day. Next up was Alfa Romeo. We had that this morning and me and Hannah were live on Twitch for that one. I mean, Hannah, <laughs> it was startlingly obvious from the time we spent together on Twitch that you are in love with this new Alfa Romeo livery. I know, seriously, those are my words. I think I'm in love with this car. I I don't know what it is about it, but I just love the black and red. I think it looks so good. And I was a fan of the white and red, but I don't know. There's something about it that I love. Um, and I, yeah, like you said, was very obvious about that on stream. <laughs> um, <laughs> but even though it was an early start, 
seeing that car just brought the enthusiasm out of me i think and it was like, i actually thought it was a really nice stream <laughs> oh yeah you, you were gushing over that over that livery and i had to try and basically talk you down a little bit because you were so excited um um about it i, yeah. I, I can't remember let it be happy dre why, why would you talk <laughs> someone down from that no, that's, it was it, it just caught me by surprise. That's all, Kieran. You know, I mean, what did you think of it first and foremost? Mm. Um, the livery itself, I thought, you know, it's what I hoped for. I'd seen leaked photos of the new team kit, so I kind of expected a black and red to be coming. Oh, okay. But then I, I, every other leak I've seen has been wrong so far. So I sort of put it to the back of my mind that's not happening, and then it did happen. And I thought Joe and Valtteri looked bloody handsome in their suits i thought they were very very nice black suits are great um the car itself initially as soon as i saw it i was like that's incredible and then i looked at it a little bit more and i thought firstly it's very full there's a lot of sponsors on it and then it's just it feels a little bit disjointed i, I think i would have preferred more integrated black and red throughout the car rather than a black rear red front but having said that it's still very nice um I'm arguing over a few points between sort of seven and nine potentially mm. uh, for me out of 10. So really like the livery. I thought, again, it was very well produced, the whole launch. I do question the audience <laughs> um, and the people they had there. Yeah. Because from the first moment, like, I think it's because the audience was so clearly in focus. Mm. So you can look at every face along three rows and see exactly how everyone is reacting. And they really need to choose people wisely for these things because no one looked like they were having a great deal of fun. And Especially then Andreas, the guy in pink. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy in pink. He will become famous and he'll go down in folklore. But mm. I, I think Andreas Seidel, I didn't even notice he was there at first. I thought he was just one of the fans. Exactly. Were they fans? How did they pick these people? Were they competition winners? Do we know? <laughs> they. I don't know. You started was... off like you you so clearly had an answer there, Hannah. That was such a strong. <laughs> I was going to say something that I thought I probably shouldn't say, but I, they I, they seem to be actors to me. Is is what I, where I was going for? I, I don't think it was that. I don't think one person just clearly missed the memo more than anything else. And I think the one person was just like, "Oh, are we are we meant to clap now?" Um, okay. Clap. Well, no, I think the memo he must have missed was how you behave in a public space. <laughs> I think exactly. it's, it's, it's less it's much less specific than how to behave at a car launch yeah i mean it, 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 it was very jeremy kyle it was it, very jeremy kyle that, that that was the first thing that leapt into my head it felt like it was a pilot for for, for every um every tv talk show you've ever seen in your life jeremy kyle should have leaped into my head on that one andrea Jerry Sly springer for Jerry, our u.s audience oh yeah yeah very much well early springer before it went completely crazy <laughs> um but yes um if, like every talk show ever, Andreas Sider, who's now the CEO of the entire team, not even team principal, and then you divided up role as Alpha's going down that road with with the team structure. Andreas Sider is there as, as CEO, and he's just sitting there front row to one side while everybody else is gathered around the table. No chairs, everyone just standing up. For a good forty-five minutes around the same, I, I don't envy Tom Clarkson who was standing there from the very start, just having to, you know, just just stand there. Like his knees must have been killing him by the end. Of and that, that that is an interesting thing. The whole lean on the table, Dre. I'm, you're a tall guy. I'm sure you can mm. attest to this as well. There is a certain height where becoming where leaning on the table is the natural thing to do, 
But if you're a tall person, it can be slightly unnatural due to how far you have to bend down. Yes, exactly. And I, I think they mastered that. I think they look very comfortable with a very difficult situation. So hats off to them for that. I, I, I could read the comments already. Oh my God, they're talking about people standing up funny. What, what amazing content we've got here. <laughs> um, For what it's worth, I thought delivery was really nice. Um, I, I on stream gave it a good 8.5. I thought it was really solid. Um, yeah, I agree with Kieran. I think the integration of the other of the second color was a little clunky with some of the red. I also wonder if this is going to be a bit of a theme so far because we've seen three out of the four cars feature a lot of black, and I wonder if that black is more a case of unpainted carbon due yeah. to the amount of weight they've got to save on these on this year's cars. So I think they've brought the minimum weight down by another three kilos. So. If they could shave off a couple of kilos of paint weight by having more of your car have black as a predominant feature, I fear that's what's happening because Williams leaned into that. We've seen Alpha lean into that. And I wonder how much of that hat is going to actually be painted black or whether it's just, again, unpainted carbon. It's lucky it looks nice in, in, in livery reveal in studio form, but I am curious to see if that's going to be more of a trend as we go. Well, it, it would be very the... interesting when we get to Alpha Tauri on Saturday. Mm. That would be a car where we could potentially see exactly the same thing, and I think that could confirm that theory. If we suddenly see a huge amount of black on the car, then absolutely. Yeah, my, my favorite part was, well, was, was when their technical director said, um, we've not run the car yet, so the reliability is perfect. <laughs> great line great line if i do say so myself a little bit uh of news to get through before we get out of here as well we now have official confirmation now with red bull ford confirmed as their new tie-in with the uh, red bull factory team that we now have our six six count them six power unit uh developers for the next set of regulations in 2026 so those six now are alpine racing ferrari mercedes Audi, we all know, joining up with Sauber in 2026. Red Bull Ford. Ooh. And Honda, like, Honda is still here. I, just, I, have to, I have to double check my notes. Honda is still on the list for 2026. Despite the fact, as it stands going into that season, they're not actually supplying anybody because now we know that Red Bull and Alpha Tauri are going to both be supplied by Red Bull Ford in their collaboration that was announced last week. So, Kieran, where do you think we're at on that one? And is anyone going to take Honda on, you wonder? It's a difficult one. Um, and I'm not going to pretend I have a huge amount of inside knowledge or mm. even extensive opinions around it. But I think it's it's probably a case of Honda wanting to be in the mix because, you know, things can change at a moment's notice. And I think something we were sort of discussing earlier in another call was the possibility of and Andretti coming in. And now there have been rumors linking them with Alpine for that engine. But, mm. you know, it can kind of see anything happening. And I think it, that is what it is. I think it's just to cover all bases, to cover all eventualities, Honda want to be involved in that pool. And we'll either see them or we won't. But I, I don't know much more at the moment, to be honest. I mean, it's, it's hard because obviously we're speculating for three years out. But it's going to be interesting to see how Andretti plays. Obviously, Andretti are now going to officially and formally go down that road of trying to enter on the grid. I'm going to assume for 2026. I know there's a 2025 option, but why would you want to join a year before a major regulation change? So I think 26 makes the most sense. And, well, 
the the conversations as to whether Cadillac's going to just put a badge on somebody else's power unit. Um, in that case, we've seen Honda be prepared to just sell their intellectual property and let somebody else badge it. I wonder if that's going to be the option, especially if if Andretti can't get a deal with somebody else. I believe the rule is is that whoever's supplying the least customers as a power unit has to supply that 11th team of a power unit, which as it stands, is Honda going into 2026. So that could be a, a potential home for Honda. Um, any other possibilities, Hannah, do you reckon? Well, I mean, Honda still being on that list and in the mix is an indicator that we could see some you know, new teams joining the sport in 2026 or more teams added to the grid. Is would Honda make their own team again? Would they would they come back? Who you know, just putting it out there. That would take a lot of development money, but we've seen <laughs> stranger did, things it didn't happen. Didn't end too well last time, did it? I no, mean, well, I, I mean... actually, I, it did. They just couldn't take any of the credit for it. Again, <laughs> yeah. just, just just like last year. <laughs> well, yeah, very true, very true. They always uh, seem to miss out on the golden period. It's like, yeah, it's like it's like Honda took their names off the uh, off the engine cover right as Red Bull would go on to win both championships. I think the person the Honda that made that decision got fired for it. So. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that ends up being the way it goes. But again, we'll know a little bit more down the road regarding the state of the powertrains and the state of how these 2026 regulations will come together. Next up um, on our launch calendar will be Alpha Tauri this upcoming Saturday. I believe it's going to be down the Brooklyn Bridge on Saturday night. So that could be interesting. Maybe some fashion involved, probably a, maybe a little bit more. Uh, pomp and circumstance as a result but we'll see how that goes before we get into the really intense uh, set of car launches next week because we've got five next week Aston Martin McLaren the same day uh, we've got Ferrari Mercs and Alpine all still to come so uh, looking forward to seeing how they all play out but that'll do I mean, it Hannah, Hannah's sort of acting as our roving reporter going to all of these things isn't she <laughs> so, no Hannah I'm not could, could you please keep a track of um, the level of hospitality and treatment you get at each one and we'll rate them when you're back? Yeah, yeah sure. Sounds like a great stream idea. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, no, maybe a TikTok. Maybe a TikTok. Okay, fine. I'll settle. We'll rate the liveries and the canapes next time we're all together on yeah. the WTF1 podcast. But until then, I've been Dre Harrison. They've been Kieran and Hannah. Until next time, sayonara. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>